Well, on the stage with me right now is Trisha and Rich Anglin. Trisha and Rich um, came to our church just at one year ago. And we wanted to take some time this morning to help you understand and know their story. Because like everybody in this room, uh, they had a story of what was going on in their lives. They had a Heavenly Father that loves them deeply. And God wanted to intersect their lives. And he used this church to do it. You have a story as well. God loves you deeply. You have stuff going on. And God would like to intersect your life. And not just for those of us in this room. People who are right now driving up and down I-75... They have a story going on in their life. God loves them deeply, and he would like to be a part of their lives. So we leverage big days to help make that happen. And you're going to hear a story of how exactly God used the efforts of the volunteers of this church to reach deeply into this family's life. So, guys, let's start. First of all, welcome. Thank you for doing this. This is a big deal. we got a nice little fire here going. Um, (laughs) We're just going to forget everybody out there. You know, they used to tell me when I would speak on, uh, when I was getting started, and I'd get all nervous, imagine everybody in their underwear. Don't do that. It's ugly. All right? Don't do that. But just what I want to do today is I want to help people understand a little bit about your story, because God's been very much at work. Before we jump into what got you here. Tell us a little bit about your family and uh, kind of just, you know, where you guys are in life. Yeah, we, uh, we met 25 years ago in college. Um, we've been married almost 24 years. Wow. Um, next month is our anniversary. We have uh, two, two kids that are in college. Okay. And uh, they're I'm going to pause right here and say yeah. you don't look that old. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, two college ages. So you were yeah. 14 when you had children. Exactly. There you yes. go. <laughs> All right, so 24 years in three weeks, yep. two kids, yeah. both in college. Mm-hmm. And I think we were joking earlier, that means you're eating rice and ramen noodles. Yes. We are. Yes. So yes. to pay for that, right? <laughs> yes. That's exactly yes. right. All right, so you have a bit of a church background, right? Yes. Talk yeah. to me just a little bit about that. Uh, we were raised... Um, both of us raised in church, raised in yeah. similar, very same church background. We met actually in a small Christian college in California, um, yeah. and a very um, strict environment um, that we were raised in, and spent a lot of um, a lot of our lives going to church in that environment. Um, and so, pretty much, I would say we've gone to church pretty much our you know our whole lives. Yeah. And because you have everything's been perfect for you, right? Oh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is this idea for some folks that if you go to church and maybe you get to sent to a Christian school, everything just kind of comes together. Right. But the truth is, is you guys have had a pretty normal kind of life. Yes. yes. All right. So 24 years, two kids, grew up in church. But in the few months before you showed up at Four Corners right at a year ago, there was some stuff going on. Um, how did you end up here. Well, I want to hear about that, but kind of what was going on? You don't have to tell everything, but kind of what was going on in your life in the few months that made you think about possibly coming to church? Um, I I kind of uh, started the whole thing, um, and he just kind of followed suit. Um, My kids had grown, and I kind of lost myself. I lost my place, and I just um, started not going to church. I started becoming more about me, more about what I wanted, uh, more about what I thought was best for me, and um, I started drifting, and um, he kind of started following me as, as, as I drifted, and um, eventually found ourselves in a crisis situation All where right. there was yeah. a, a lot of pain, um, a lot of uh, a hurt, um, and a lot of, um, like, God woke woke me up, and he woke me up fast, and, and through a series of circumstances, through my health, and, um, and some other things that were going on, and 
and I just, I, I kind of freaked out and was like, what am I doing? And, 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 you know, where's my relationship with God? And where's my relationship with my husband? And things became very um, desperate and dark. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting to me that, you know, again, all the stuff we encourage parents to do, raise them in church, be consistent. You know, you guys went to a Christian college. And yet at some point away, uh, along the way, you drift. Now, you indicated that a part of that may have been as your kids left home, you kind of lost your identity. Yeah. You know, kind of, um, you know, I'm mom. Yeah. Now what yeah. am I? Yeah, I was a yeah. very strong mom role. I love being a mom. That's, yeah. you know, my thing. And so when that started fading, it was difficult. And, what, and what's interesting is you said then that you kind of turned to your own thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it really became about you. Yeah. You know, that's not just a story that you had. A lot of us in the room have gone through a period of time when our faith was a little more distant, something rocked our world, and we made it really all about us. Now, Rich, you were as Trisha says, yeah. kind of following her down this, um, hey, um, we're in a new season and, and it's uh, not all great. Talk yeah. a little bit about that. You know, it just, <clears throat> we, we kind of we come to the realization that we were just going through the motions. Okay. Um, and to, to us, this, this was turning into like a personal tragedy. To us, it was tragic um, that we just realized that, you know, we were separated from God. We weren't really close to each other. I mean, we were going through the motions. We loved each other. Um, our marriage wasn't good. Um, we were just doing life our way. And all of a sudden, you know, we, we kind of realized we, we had no purpose. You know, what, what, what are we doing? Um, we we kind of went into a dark place. I was dealing with, well, I wasn't dealing with addiction issues. Um, and so, um, we kind of, it cried out, you know, we need, we need, we need to go to church. We need God because yeah. we're a mess. We were, we were a mess. You know, we it's, what's, here's junk. what's powerful. We're going we're to turn the story in just a moment and talk about how God kind of re-engaged you. You re-engaged God, but here's what's powerful. You know, when your parents were making you go to church and you talk about how strict it was, I can relate to that, but their hope was for you that you would never go through the stuff you're describing. Yeah. But, you know, you can't prevent all of that. But what your parents did is they, they drove, and your churches did an incredible job of driving an anchor deep into your soul. Mm-hmm. And so while it wasn't a perfect situation, you knew when things got rough who to return to. Yeah. And let, let me just, just pause right here. Moms and dads, this is exactly why we're going to do, beginning in the big day, this sermon series called My Amazing Kids. It's not because we have amazing kids. It's because we want them to be amazing. And our jobs as parents isn't to be perfect, um, to get everything right, to remove every obstacle, is to drive that anchor into their soul as deep as possible. So that if they drift from the faith at all, they can only drift so far. And when the storms are rough, and they will be for our kids, that's just the reality of, of parenting. Kids will go through rough times. And all your investment, you'll wonder if it's even worth it. But when they do, we want that anchor to hold and to pull them right back right back in a relationship with Jesus, right back to a healthy engagement of life where it's not all about them, but the agenda of God is speaking into their hearts. Now, that's what's going on. And then what happened? You showed up here last year, one year ago, on the food truck rally. How did that happen? How did you come to be here that day? Yeah, we kind of, we, we spent a lot of last summer um, going around and visiting churches. We were like, let's, let's find a church in our community. Um, there's a lot of them. 
Um, so we, we had visited some churches more than once. We just kind of, and we never really, you know, uh, we didn't know what we were looking for, really. Yeah. We didn't have like a criteria, um, but we were just trying to find a place. And we, we kind of we, we wanted to go to a place where we didn't know anybody, you know. Why, why, uh, they was didn't that? Know. Why, why did you want to kind of have a, a certain amount of anonymity? Maybe it's the shame of your junk. Okay. You know, I, I, I don't know. That's a good Th- question. Just have yeah. opportunity to be safe and have some, we were yeah. looking for a safe place where we could yeah. heal and yeah. get back to God yeah. and, and so you're connect after, with each other. Yeah, and yeah. you're out there trying these churches. And boy, that's yeah. a journey, isn't it? It is. It uh, is. Jill and I, when yeah. we moved to Cincinnati, it was the first time we ever had to find a church because I always went where I got paid. I've been on ministry staff since I was 17. And so um, we had to find a church. It took us a year. In fact, we found the church we were going to attend four times. And then two weeks later, we're like, it's not this one. And then we'd find another, this is it. And like three weeks later, and now it's not that. And so it took us a year. So I get that. Right. Yeah. But something yeah. happened, and you came yeah. here. What happened? Yeah. I was, uh, I was on Facebook on Saturday night, and I seen a post from a friend that I'd only met a few times, but he friended me. It was Greg. Yeah. It was your brother, Greg. Yeah. I had met Greg some years ago, and that I seen a post for a food truck rally. So I thought, huh, that sounds pretty cool. So the next morning, we get up, and Trisha says, well, where are we going to church today? And I says, hey, we're going to go to Four Corners. They're having a food truck rally. Yeah, that's the way to get the yeah. men in, really. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, I didn't even hesitate when she asked, you know. I was like, that's where we're going, you know. And so she, she's like, okay, cool. So um, we, we got here a little bit early. I'm like, I'm, you know, I wanted to eat. It's funny because yeah. guests get here early or they get here late. It's kind of funny. We actually got here a little early, 10, yeah. 15 minutes, and we got in line and we ordered some sandwiches. And uh, it, it, it took quite a bit of time, actually. Right. It was, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of people eating. And Let's so just forth. pause there. So next yeah. week, it get might take early. a little while, yeah. all right? Get You're going to have early. eight, nine trucks here, but there <laughs> might be a line or two. Okay, yeah. so, right, so it took yeah. a while. You get your food. Yeah, so we're waiting. Uh, we met a couple that talked to us. They were newly married. I wish I could remember their names. Yeah, just um, really sweet, engaged us, just yeah. talked very nice. Because yeah, we, we probably... Made us feel welcome. Yeah, yeah. We well, probably whoever you are, thank you. Yeah, That's thank exactly you. what we're supposed <laughs> to be doing. And uh, <laughs> so we did get our food. By the time we got our food, service had started. Okay. And so we came in, and there were some tables out in the lobby, and we sat down, and we, we ate. And uh, we're kind of looking at each other, kind of like, you know, this is, by the time we get through eating, we pretty much decided we're just going to leave. Yeah, we, we, we were like, we're gonna, you know, we're we don't like, want to go yeah, interrupt. We're not going to walk into service. And, I mean, it was a good 15 minutes in. And so Peggy, you want to <laughs> tell us? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're sitting there, and we pretty much were, like, almost done eating. We're, like, getting a pack, we're packing our food up. Yeah. We're, like, going to head out the door because I'm like, I don't. You know, I, I was going through a hard emotional time as it was, and I just didn't want to walk into service, and it was really crowded. And Peggy comes up, and we're sitting there, and she's like, so are you ready to go and come on? Let's go. Yeah. I mean, she's so nurturing and wonderful yeah. and just— She said, I'll get you a seat. Come yeah, on, come, come on. on. You know, yeah. just— Now, folks may not know who Peggy is, but if you <laughs> enter these doors over here, she's often holding That's the Peggy. door. And uh, she's been a part of our church since literally the first Sunday. That's good serving right there. That's excellent. Yeah. I, yeah, that's the heartbeat of this place. God used yeah. her in a big way that day. Um, yeah. it, her timing was impeccable, and her spirit just, you know, like, I'm going to take care of you. Come on, let's go. Yeah. You know, I was just, it was beautiful. It really was. Yeah, and so she brings you in. Yeah. Now, talk to me about what happens, because, you know, you've been to other new churches. Mm-hmm. You've tried new things, but God was doing something unique in your life on this day. Put, put some words around that. It, uh, go ahead. You were it, it was amazing when you started speaking that day. There were there were many points that you made throughout throughout your your talk 
that it was just like, wow, yeah. he just said that to me directly and we we even looked at each other yeah, a couple times we like, like oh my gosh it's like i don't know if anybody else got it but it was for they us didn't. that nobody day. else got it. <laughs> <laughs> we know it was just for us we know we're sticking with that it was just for us and uh it's it's just one of those moments where um and i and we've talked about this i've said this many times in my life um, even being raised in church and going to church for the majority of my life, I, I was always like, you know, God, God doesn't speak to me, mm. you know. Uh, I wish, you know, I wish that I, I had that relationship where God spoke to me. Um, and at this point, you know, we were, we were, we were digging in, you know, yeah. and we were reading our Bible and cause we were in, we were in, a, we were in you a, hit a dark wall, place. And, and you're going to yeah. do whatever you can to pull yeah. out that pit, right? We were. So you're fully yeah. receptive. Yeah. yeah. Timing is right. Yeah. yeah. So you had been saying God never speaks to you. Yeah, and he did that day. Mm. And, and I knew it. I was like, yeah. oh, my. When we walked out, uh, walked out and went through the parking lot, Trisha looked at me, and she's like, thank you. She said, don't you ever say that God doesn't speak to you again because mm. you listened and you brought us here. And, and that, that morning, funny, I was talking about it last night. I, I took my first next step, next bold step, I love that about this church, mm -hmm. the next bold steps. Yeah. And my next bold step was I will, I think it was option C, I will attend the next four weeks of this series. And the rest, I haven't missed a Sunday since. The rest is history. And That's yeah. it's incredible. Just, uh, now, you're teared up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here fighting it back myself. Because here's the thing. I mean, as much as God blessed you, I'm going to talk a little about that. Um, that is exactly why we do this. I mean. We were doing a sermon series called Unshakable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, standing strong in the storms of life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we always begin a big day with a new message series so that all of our guests have an opportunity to start fresh on a new cycle of life here. And we try to talk about what's on people's minds and hearts, what they're actively aware of that they want to do better in or overcome an obstacle in. And so we've done marriage, we're doing parenting. Uh, kind of this situation, all the stuff around parenting and kind of God's heart for that. But in this case, it captured. Mm -hmm. And on Sunday, just so you know, next week, there'll be an opportunity for people to come to Christ. And then there'll be an option for people to say, I'm going to continue this conversation for the next four weeks. So I'm here for week one. I'm going to come and we want to capture their hearts all the way. So mm -hmm. let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the changes that God has been working in your life as you guys came receptive, started taking some steps in the right direction. Talk about what you've seen. Oh, um, uh, one of, uh, when I started going through this difficult time, we were going through this difficult time, it just became very strong that God was like, come back to me, come back to your marriage. And, yeah. and that just resonated and resonated and resonated and, and it resonated with him. And um, so um, just that unshakable series was amazing for us to get back on track with our marriage and um it, it, just a few weeks into starting church here we actually went to a, a marriage weekend called weekend to remember and it's totally changed our lives um yes. we you know i i you know talking about respect respecting your husband um god really challenged me with that and um i you know i knew that no matter what no, no matter what happens no matter what he does I have to respect him. I am called to do that. That is my job. It, you know, at minimum, I'm going to respect him and I'm going to serve him because I'm also called to serve him. And I made that a priority in my life. 
um, and and you know was really seeking and asking God to to guide me in in my role as a wife to my husband. And yeah, what's interesting, Tricia, is um, you had said you went through this season where it's all about you, but it's interesting when God grabs our hearts, He pulls us out of the the primary focus, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, that became a part. That that phrase, I just I just want to acknowledge that phrase she said, and so I. Uh, this is not on my script, but um, come back to me, come back to your marriage. Um, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I, my hunch is that might be the exact phrase somebody here needed to hear. I just want to acknowledge that God's in that phrase. Yeah. Come back to me, come back to my marriage, come back to your marriage. Come back to me, come back to your marriage. So how did it feel as she began to try to press in on what it meant to, to love, respect, and serve you? It, um, it rejuvenated our marriage in a way that we both started becoming um, the spouse that we, we, never, we never were. Because while um, she's getting moved upon by God's spirit and responding, you are. Yes. So what's it, God doing in just, your heart? It's just completely natural. And God's working in our hearts, obviously. Um, and we put a lot of effort into both of us, into um, our marriage. Um, my, my, my struggles is communication. Um, I don't like really to, I don't, as a man you struggle with communication. Don't, I don't like to talk. Um, this this is very painful for me. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and and uh, we just uh, we spent a lot of time um, working on our stuff. You know, it wasn't easy. It's and it's still not easy. But the the way that God when you seek God and you um, and you you truly leaning on him, uh, it's amazing how he speaks to you. Mm. And that's, that's what I've learned more than anything this year is, is God speaking to you if, you if you're really listening and watching um, in many different ways. He, he has spoken to us in our marriage and um, things, things a year later are, I, I, we could sit for hours and tell you all that's happened, but it is so drastic um, the way we, we are now. You, you mentioned that there was uh, some addiction yes. uh, tendencies earlier. Where, how's yes. that going? It's going great. Uh, I quit drinking in October of last year, um, and uh, that, was, um, that was something that... Yes, yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that drinking is a sin, but the way that I drink was, uh, it become that for me. That's wisdom right there. Yeah. Um, and so um, I, it just was one of those things that through all the years of even going to church, it was one of those things that I'm not letting go of. Mm. You know, it's just, you know, it's just a vice, right? Or whatever, you know, whatever lies you hear that keeps it going. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and it's been going on for years, you know, um, and uh, it was driving a wedge in between us, uh, my family, everything, you know. And I'm fortunate that, that you know, I, I, I didn't lose anything, you know. Um, and uh, That's incredible. So you've been here, you're engaging, God's working. There's a softness and a tenderness in you guys that is just um, beautiful. But a few months ago, um, we were launching small groups. And um, you guys literally picked up a catalog just like this, mm-hmm. opened it up, found a small group to go to. And Rich, yeah. you, I think, don't let me put words in your mouth, but I yeah. think you said you were looking for a place to study the Bible. 
Yeah. Why, why did you want to do that? I mean, I know that's like obvious, but why did you want to get into studying the Bible more? Um, we, we read the Bible a lot personally. Um, we both kind of do like a one-year reading plan kind of a thing where we read some portions of the Bible every day. And I, I love that. We both do, actually. We, 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 we love it and we read books and so forth. But to, to really dive into it and study it and talk about it with people was something we wanted to do. Um, and we got more out of it than we than really that. It was great. It was a great experience. So you literally took your Connect card mm-hmm. and wrote the number of a group yeah. on your Connect card. We'll do yeah. that today. Next Step C. All right. Yes. You just took it out of the catalog, wrote it at yeah. Next Step C. Somebody contacted you yeah. and said, hey, yeah. thank you for signing up. Here's where we're going to meet. Yeah. And I think your small group leader, if I'm not mistaken, Hodge Drake. Yes, yes Hodge. Yes. Hodge, yeah. Hodge is yeah. here. He's wonderful. A, he's wonderful a great, teacher. great teacher. Yeah. And uh, we're going to continue another uh, series. Right. So study. that's something people yeah. don't understand. The, the small group yeah. was over, yes. but now he's offering another opportunity, mm-hmm. yep. and most of your group's staying together. I believe so. Because you guys yes. really enjoy yeah. um, being together, but it's open for people who mm-hmm. want to come in. And Absolutely. People who would like to exit are welcome to exit if they need to, if that's what their life is. Yep. Yep. You're going to stay in that. What did the small group do for you? Um, it, it, gave us, it gave us a connection with some people because for most of this process over the year, um, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we were healing. Uh, we didn't jump right into volunteer. Um, we didn't get into a small group, you know, so some time had went by and we really didn't know anybody. Um, and, uh, so it gave us a connection, um, and, uh, is just wonderful people. We, we met some people that's come over from LifePoint uh, that we've reconnected with, and and I think that's wonderful. We're so excited yeah. that 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 we're all one big church now, and uh, and it's great. We're we're excited about going forward with that. And, and so the small group made it more personal. Yes, you had some relationships, and you're no longer just sitting in a row. Right. You, you, you may have heard me say this before, but we say that rows are good. Like what we're doing, it, it's good. It's good to be in a row, but circles are better. And that's where people get to know you. And mm-hmm. you use the right phrase. You wanted to talk with other people about what you were learning from God's word. Right. See, that is the accelerant. Mm-hmm. I mean, reading God's word in private is important. Yeah. It's a discipline you need. Mm-hmm. But the accelerant in growth is when you take that and you start talking about it with other people that are also pressing into God. Yeah. And yeah. we learned a lot from the people in the group. They, yeah. you know, we go through just even one scripture and they'd say, well, this actually, you know, and they'd go back and give us the study that they'd done on it. And it was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was a wonderful learning experience. Different, diff- different perspective. That's incredible. If, if somebody's sitting here today uh, and they're thinking, um, all right, I hear this big day, maybe I'm not familiar with it, or maybe I'm a bit of an introvert and don't want to invite, what would you say is, um, what would be the motivation you would offer somebody about why they might want to think about participating? Maybe as simple as putting on a Facebook post. Yeah. Um, what would be a, a reason why um, somebody would want to lean in and help create that inviting atmosphere? Um, I, I think my opinion is, we have no idea what God's agenda is, you know? I mean, he gives us clues and he shows us, and, but with other people, we, we don't know. And if you just put it out there, if you just open that door a little bit for somebody to come in and then watch God work, you know? Yeah. And, and maybe they won't come to the food truck rally, but maybe they'll come later. But just, you know, make them feel like they're welcome to come because when they do come, there's a very, very good chance God has a plan for their life, yeah. and um, yeah. things will change, and, and it'll be awesome, and 
you'll be so excited to see the change, you know, that you helped initiate. So I just, That's know. incredible. And, and what about the person who's sitting here saying, all right, I'm in church now. Uh, we came, people typically come because of transition, trouble, or tension. Now, not always. Some people are just moving and there are churchgoers, so they come here. But it's usually, you know, there's something going on. So let's imagine there's somebody here today and they're going through stuff, kind of like maybe you guys were a year and a couple months ago. What would you say to them about engaging church, engaging God through the local church? Any words on that? Yeah, to, to me, uh, how, how I personally felt was, you know, th- this is my only hope. You know, mm. my, my life is a wreck and, and, I, and I, I'm the one that's made a mess of it, <laughs> you know. Uh, but leaning into God is, to, to me, it's all, it's, all, it's all we have. We talk about the point. I say that to a lot of people. I'm like, going through this transition, I've asked this question many times. What's the point? What's the, po- what's the point to life is my point. What, what's the point? You know, well, are we just here to gather more stuff, you know, to have more parties? You know, uh, God's, God's plan is bigger than that. And just to be a small part of it. Uh, but, you know... I went to church, I felt like that I went to church for most of my life and never really knew God. Mm. But once you start leaning in um, and, and letting him have it, mm-hmm. you know, um, the joy that he gives and the peace that we have now is something that we've never had, you know. Awesome. I won't say that we're the happiest people in the world or that everything's great, and, you know, because it's, it's not. Um, we still live in a in a world that's you know, full of junk, but, but we have this peace, you know, mm. and that's, that's indescribable. That's incredible. Yeah. What's next for you guys? Uh, the way, way I would like to ask you is how can this congregation pray for you? You've given us an incredible gift. You let us pull back the curtain on your private life. That's incredible. Thank you for that. But what can we as a church family pray for you about? What's next? I think what he just mentioned about purpose, I know um, we do feel like you know, God is calling us for more. We, we, yeah. And, you know, we're, it's been a year and, and we're, you know, things are going really well for us, but, you know, we've come off a, a rough patch and, and we do feel like God's calling us to, to do something to serve him in some way. We're just, you know, trying to yeah. figure that out, trying to yeah. be open to, to God's will in our lives. We pray for his will in our lives every day and every for him day. to guide and lead us and direct us in the right direction of what he wants us to do. This is all his. Yeah. It all belongs to him. We're, and we focus on that every day. Yeah. Well, inside of me here, I'm just like doing leaps and bounds because as a pastor, to hear you say that our church fulfilled its mission to welcome people, Mm -hmm. that um, in this place you were able to hear from God, that we removed enough distraction, you were receptive yourself, and that the small group system did in fact help you, and now you're looking for how God wants to use your life in bigger ways. Um, That's exactly what we hope for every single person. Yeah. And uh, they won't know all that when they step in. They'll just get some food and a warm smile and maybe a nice Peggy or two to, uh, to move <laughs> them forward. Yeah. And, uh, but God has something much bigger for them. Here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like to pray for you guys. I'm going to talk to these folks for just about two minutes after that. Okay. So, guys, would you, join me? would you just grab her hand and let me sure. just put my hand on you? Yes. Let me just pray for you. Father, thank you for what you're doing. God, we bless what you're blessing. You're a good God. I want to thank you, Lord. You never gave up on this marriage. You never gave up on Trisha. You never gave up on Rich. God, the desire of their heart right now is to discover your full purpose for them. 
And God, we ask that you would give them wisdom and insight, that you would open up doors of opportunity of serving that leads to incredible purpose. We call out the gifts that you've put in Tricia and Rich. God, bring them to the surface, fan them to flame, and let them use their lives to bring glory to you and good to this broken world. We pray it in your name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Guys, say thank you. You You guys go on that way. Yeah. Woo. All right, let me talk to you for just a minute. Here's why we do what we do, who we are. Number one, we're a family here. And we're a family because we're part of God's family. We're a family because we come together to do something special. Certainly we have a mission. We're going to talk about that in a second. But we're brothers and sisters here. And our church family is basically saying, our doors are open. God, grow our family bigger. And that's why we do this. We're a family. And because we're committed, we get to experience community with one another. There's no community without commitment. So if you've been on the fringes and you have been experiencing the family side of church, let me give you what you have to do to make that happen. You have to commit to something, attending regularly, getting to know somebody else, getting in a small group, getting on a serving team. You have to commit if you want to experience community. That's God's heart for you. He wants you to know what it is to be a part of God's family. And you can experience that right here. So we're a family and we're on a mission. This family's on a mission. Uh, What that means is, is what we do matters. In fact, here's the way I like to say it, because what we do matters, it matters what we do. So we have to, at times, leverage God's heart for people. We have to rally around Matthew 28, the Great Commission, go into all the world and make disciples. And for those of you that are following Jesus in this room, let me make it perfectly clear what Jesus is saying to you. Your job is to be a disciple who makes disciples. Your job is not to be a disciple. That is not your job. Your job is not to grow up as a disciple. That is not your job. Your job, your mission is to be a disciple who makes disciples. And so there's no inherent conflict between a church that's reaching the lost and a church that's growing up believers because believers that are growing up get serious about the mission of Jesus. And if they're not serious about the mission of Jesus, some portion of their growing up isn't growing up. And so we're a family on a mission and we have a message. We have a message we want the world to know. And the way we say it around here is Jesus offers real love now. Real love now is just our way of saying he offers an ability to come as you are. You can be real and have a real encounter with God. He offers love. That is, you can experience love in this environment, but you can experience a love that is beyond anything you've ever known. And as a church, we're going to try to rally around you. And it can happen literally right now. There's nothing holding you back. Today, you can take a step. You can take a step towards God. You can take a step towards God's team. Today is the day that you can begin to move forward. So what we're wanting to do then is we want to invite people. And here's why we want to invite them. We want to invite people to our big day because it expresses the heart of God. It expresses the heart of God to other people. I think that you should seriously consider inviting people because your invitation advances the Great Commission. Now, Some of you are introverts. Believe it or not, I'm a bit that way as well. It's very difficult for me to engage a stranger without knowing, you know, how that conversation is going to go. So I'll leverage Facebook. I'll use that little $1 off coupon. We'll hang uh, hangers on the uh, mailboxes. They're actually door hangers, but we'll hang them on mailboxes in our neighborhood that say food truck rally, September 20, 9, 10, 30, or noon come. 
Jill and I have a couple of people that we're actually going to buy their lunch if they show up. And as a way of making sure at least somebody comes with us. Why? Because again, Matthew chapter 28, here's what the Bible says. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. But here's the other big part of this commission. He says, and I'm going to be with you when you do it. In fact, that's my prayer for our church this week. God, be true to your word. Go with people. Let us live your heart for people this week in a big way. Now, we're going to invite them to come experience some physical food. It's going to be pretty good stuff. But here's the real prayer. God, fill their souls. Give them spiritual food. Because we believe that an invitation can change a life. Your invitation, your invitation can literally change a life for eternity. One person put it on Facebook and it reached down deep into a family that was already experiencing transition, some tension, some turmoil. And God used literally a Facebook post. I didn't think anything good could come out of Facebook. And God used a Facebook post to reach down deep and start a conversation where God's story began to interact with the story of the Anglin family. God's not done writing that story. So this is why as a church, we don't get an option to not have the heart of God for people. We don't get an option to be all about us and what makes us happy at church. We must create an environment where people who don't want to come to church, think maybe they should, but when they think about it, it makes them nervous. We have to create an environment that's compelling for them so that when we talk about the things of God, we use words that they can understand, not just words that we're comfortable with. We have to talk with them in ways that we communicate with a smile. We have to walk in unity together instead of infighting because infighting and immaturity that comes with infighting gives us sideways energy as opposed to forward energy on our mission. The church has to be healthy because when the local church isn't healthy, the local church isn't a family on a mission with a message. And this is why I'm so excited. Next Sunday is going to be a big day, and I'm talking very candidly about it. Next Sunday, when I give the message, I won't mention any of this stuff at all because I'm going to talk to our guests I'm going to talk to them through the lens of parenting. But really what I'm talking about is a heavenly father that wants to be their parent, that wants to be fully involved in their lives, guiding and partnering and encouraging. And it's going to be a good day. So why don't you do this? Why don't you grab out your connect card and let's take a few steps together as a congregation. Just like I'll do next week, if you bring a guest, you can have confidence that they will hear the gospel with clarity. Here's what I will say to them, but I say it to you. If today you are not in a relationship with Jesus Christ, I'd like to give you an invitation to do that, to let the heavenly father become your heavenly father, to let the Lord of the universe become the Lord of your life. And the way I'd like for you to do that today is to grab that pen in your connect card and check next step A. Here's what it says. Today I'm making Jesus my savior and Lord. The Bible says you don't have to do anything. You accept the Lord into your life. You say, God, I'm a sinner. I confess with my heart. I'm a sinner. I confess that you're the Lord of the universe, but would you be the Lord of my life? I want to follow you. If you'll check next step A, put the card in the offering bucket as it comes by at the end of our service. Our staff team will communicate with you. You're not joining our church. You're not signing up to receive a bunch of emails. We're going to send you one crystal clear email about what it means to follow Jesus. 
In a moment, I'm going to pray and give you a chance to use your words or borrow mine and bow your head before God and say, God, I'm a sinner. Would you wash me? Would you clean me up? I want to follow you with my life. Or perhaps today, your next step is next step B. Today, I'm choosing to go public with my faith and I'm going to declare that I'm with Jesus. And if you want to do that, check next step B and somebody on our team will communicate with you about getting baptized. Here's next step C. I referenced it a little bit. There's numbers beside every one of these small groups. We're specifically highlighting sermon-based small groups. What this means is there's a sermon on Sunday morning. That week in your small group, you'll talk about it. So the prep is largely listening. You can do that online. You can do that here. And then you'll talk about that and we'll drill down deeper. We'll engage the word of God in conversation with others. All right? So just write the number of the small group right on Next Step C. Put the card in the offering bucket and we'll be in touch. Next week, these packets will be on the seats as well. If you bring a guest, here's what you do. You pull out your Connect card and you fill it out. We do that because we want them to give us their information. And then when it gets down to a, a small group, even if you've already signed up, go ahead and write it again and then turn to your friend and say, hey, I'm doing this small group. Do it with me. We don't want them just here. We want to get them out of rows into circles where they can get to meet people. And if they don't want to, you go, hey, fine, it's okay. I'll see you here next week. All right? So go ahead and write that number down. That's all you got to do, a one-step sign-up. Next step, D says, I'm going to invite at least two friends to come with me to the food truck rally. Now, an invite literally is a, I'm going to call them by name and invite them. Maybe I do that on Facebook. Maybe I do that on the phone or in person. But I'm talking about a person with a name. I'm going to invite two people. I say two because one may not come, maybe one will. And then finally, next step E, here it is. I'm gonna pray this prayer each day. God, enable my actions today to bring Jesus to people and people to Jesus. God, every day this week, God, would you enable my actions today to bring Jesus to people and people to Jesus? We're gonna rally around God's heart for people. Let's pray about these things right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for the story of Rich and Tricia, how your spirit did not let go. God, thank you that they were open and receptive to you. Thank you for how their story encourages us. God, we want 100 more stories like that beginning next week. God, we're asking you to be free to work in this church through every environment, in our kids' ministry, in our student ministry, in our lobby, in this room, in every environment. God, we're asking your Holy Spirit to do his work. And we'll be faithful, Lord, to be a family on a mission with the message that you, Jesus, offer real love now. That they can be a part of this family. We will love them right as they are. And that God has a plan and a purpose for them to be a part of his mission in this world. Lord, I lift up those that are declaring today, Jesus, be my savior. Wash away my sins. I put my trust in you. Guide my life. And Father, we boldly ask for souls. Give us souls to the kingdom, souls to the kingdom, God. Over the next few weeks, Lord, I'm praying for 40 people, 40 adults to make a first-time decision, first-time decision to follow Jesus with their lives. And finally, Lord, I'm praying for that man and woman in this room that they would hear your words to them explicitly. Come back to me, come back to your marriage. Come back to me, come back to your marriage pray this in the name of Jesus, the strong and holy son of God. Amen. Amen.